Welcome back to the Porch City Production Podcast. My name is Carson and I am your host today. I'm really excited for the conversation uh, that we're having today. I'm sitting down with Jacob Turner and Matt Barry or Matthew Barry, or you put the other day in an email or something, Matthew Thomas Barry. You put your full name in yes, there. Official. Uh, official, yeah. Uh, today we're diving into a pretty practical conversation around how do we approach backline. And the, the term backline might be out there for some people listening, if, whether you're on our team or you're listening from somewhere else. You may hear us say backline, you're like, bro, what are you talking about? Jacob, will you give a little bit of context to what we mean when we say backline? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think backline in the context of Port City uh, kind of really just talks about the the stage operations and backstage operations of what we do, um, whether that's managing um, audio equipment or uh, managing people or, you know, all sort of different kinds of operations back there. You're laughing because Mike's tell or Matt's telling you your mic technique is not. Yeah. Sorry. While you're talking yes. about the importance of details on audio backline. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the irony, the irony <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, production guys are not always great at mic technique and I'm living proof of this. There's been some times my mic technique has been horrible, but I've been the one that's harped on other people to have good mic technique for years. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, moving right along. Yeah. So backline really just describes the behind the scenes things that would be so easily forgotten. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I've been to a lot of different places, including places of our own, whether it's you know other campuses or other environments, and walked in and gone, I'm not sure where this is. I'm not sure where that is. Um, and then I go to somebody, and they've always got the answer, but it's not always clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I would say a couple of years ago, we started making this pivot to going, how can we just add so much clarity into our gear, how it's stored, how it's managed, that if some stranger walked in and knew the core terms of what things are, they could find it. And that's helped us in troubleshooting. I remember I heard one time uh, in a talk that really like helped me get excited about this um, from a production director um, Andrew Stone, he was at Church on the Move for a long time. A really, really great guy. Um, he talked about how when when something's going wrong, when you're troubleshooting something, you don't want to have any confusion in the system. You don't want to have any confusion of something not labeled correctly or something not put in the same exact spot because then, like, how can you even start troubleshooting? Yeah. You, you know, like, so that's kind of what did it for me. I was like, wow, that's a really helpful, you know, bit of perspective. So I feel like we've stepped our game up quite a bit. For sure. Uh, Matt, you want to kind of tell us a little bit of an overview of some of the things that we do when it comes to backline that we hold to be so important? Yeah. I, I mean, I would say, and, and I'm not going to say this as if we have this figured out no, uh, by any I, means, but communication is, is everything. Uh, and in a season, it's funny, we just had another podcast recording where we were talking about seasons and how often we use that word. But in a season such as this, uh, the one of COVID, right, things change uh, sometimes two, three times a day as far as our approach to our gatherings. Are we in person? Are we not? Uh, recently, our church uh, started building out a broadcast studio for both video and audio. And so our approach to the way we do some of the most important things on our team technically has changed constantly. And so, um, I mean, there are days where I would say each one of us has walked into a space to troubleshoot something and encountered just that confusion um, around, wait, 
how are we patching this again? We just redid our patch sheet for the fourth time today. What are we doing? Um, just trying to make sure that we're consistent. And so communication is everything. Um, something that Jake is really, really good at uh, is making sure things are documented well when it comes to backline. Uh, and I would say that exists in, in really in two specific things. Uh, number one, we have uh, like a wireless slash input sheet that's updated every single gathering we do, dictating who's on what handheld, what capsules we're using, uh, what input channels things are going to be assigned to, what band members do we have, are they playing, if it's an electric, are they playing mono, are they playing stereo amps, different things like that. Um, if our... Um, if our band members are moving around, right, uh, the number of people we have on stage is going to fluctuate a little bit from time to time. And so uh, where they're going to be input patched to on stage is going to change from time to time. Um, and that's all documented, 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 documented <laughs> uh, in one easy to use document, obviously document uh, that's distributed anywhere that anyone might need it. So it's not like, hey, that hangs out at front of house. But if our monitor guy's got a question, he's got to go get it. No, he's got one too. broadcast audio has mm -hmm. got one too. all of our staff gets one digitally. Like everybody's got a copy of this. Um, we also have that uh, same approach when it comes to our cubby system, which is super well documented for everything that we do. We have All right, cubby system. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Jake, I'll let you talk about that. You're the one who has put tons of time and energy <laughs> into it. Yeah, so our cubby system um, is kind of just what it sounds like in the sense of uh, if you walk backstage right next to our patch bay uh, is like four rows of cubbies, four, three or four rows of cubbies, um, and each cubby has kind of a name, an area where we can write the band member's name or stage talent's name. And the system is um, designed to just keep audio gear uh, organized. And any um, band members or stage talent can stick kind of their belongings in there as well. But um, this just allows us to stay organized. That way, you know, microphones aren't getting lost or switched around. Um, so every time uh, our band or our communicator gets off stage, they can just stick it right in the cubby. and At least that's what we hope. That's the uh, goal, yeah. <laughs> and we got that idea actually from Church on the Move, too. Yep. We can't mm -hmm. take credit for that. Uh, we actually invested a good bit of money into mm -hmm. having the cubby system that we have made. Yep. Uh, we actually had a yacht cabinet builder. Like, he makes just cabinets for yachts. Yeah. Uh, really great guy, uh, mutual friends with several people that that I know, uh, built it for several years ago. And I think it's been one of the best investments that we've ever made because it's really easy to like, just know how it functions now. Yeah. But thinking back to before we had that, it was a nightmare. Oh, like yeah. there was just a microphone drawer with five microphones in it that you didn't know which one was which without pulling the bottom battery compartment off, looking yep. to find the label. Right. Whose mic is this? Wait, where did my pack go? Wait, where did I put my in-ears? Yep. Where's my capo? Where's my phone? Yeah. Like all of these things were just such a conversation all the time. It's like, there's got to be yeah. a better way to do this. And it's funny that we just sort of, we learned it from Church on the Move, but when I explained it to people for the first time, because we adopted it in main room and I was in studio three at the time and um, I didn't have a yacht builder build one. We had another sketchier, <laughs> ske really sketchier one built. Uh, <laughs> and it, I mean, it took a little while for people to adopt like the practice yeah. of using it, but now it's everything like, Brooks, I love you, but Brooks, one of our music director loses his keys constantly. But now <laughs> the first place he always looks is his cubbies. Yeah. Half the time. So we've done our there. part. Half is what the time you're saying. they're not in there. <laughs> but like, our, our people, uh, anyone from monitor engineers in their first couple of days learn about it, all the way up to our senior pastor know 
that's where their stuff goes. If you want to walk on stage and you're about to, to lead a worship set and you need somewhere to put your phone, your cubby's a great option. Why? Because you're about to walk back to it as soon as you come off the stage because that's where your chargers are. That's where your mic goes. Right. It's like kindergarten all over again, you know? Well, it also gets to another component, and I, I want to move on. I, I don't want to talk about cubbies the entire episode, but yeah. I, I, it, it's such an important thing because when we think about what, what do we want our worship leaders, what do we want our band, what do we want our communicators thinking about when they're about to go on stage, the last thing I want them thinking about is where's my microphone. Yep, right. I want them thinking about what they're getting ready to lead our church in mm-hmm. and the, the heartbeat of the, the, the words that they're about to sing or the words they're about to say to lead our church. So if we as production can play a role in helping that be the reality for them, where yeah. I just know where it is. Yeah. And I know that the stage team is going to be on it, is going to have fresh batteries in that pack. Like I love our stage team. They chase our pastor around because <laughs> they, I hear it on radio. I think every Sunday, does anybody know where Mike is? Uh, because they're trying to go change his batteries because he keeps his pack on him all day, which makes perfect sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's another component to backline is making mm-hmm. sure you have a stage team that's there to execute, making sure batteries are charged. And we, we've missed it. You know, just like everybody has in, sure. in time. We're, we're, I like what you said at the beginning. We're, we're not saying by making this episode that this is an area of perfection for us. Mm-hmm. This is an area that we're putting more and more value in because mm-hmm. we see the yeah. payoff yeah. that it has. Something you say, Matt, a lot is maximum preparation allows for maximum flexibility. And Jacob, Jacob. just looked at the table <laughs> like, I hear this statement a lot. Uh, <laughs> we actually talked about it in our lighting episode yeah, two did. episodes ago. Uh, tell us a little bit about that in this context. So I would say a key value of ours, a value that's growing, it is documented, it's just somewhat subtly, um, is consistency. And so creating consistency. Where's that on your strength finders? I think it's number three. Yeah. It's in my top Ew. five for sure. <laughs> it's 34 on mine. Sick. All right. So yeah, there's that. I got to move on before I say something ridiculous. Uh, consistency is super important. Um, and it's something that we are always, uh, trying to get better at. Uh, and so we want to create a consistent approach to things that we do so that if a volunteer walks into one environment, it's very similar to when the, when maybe they served in another environment. And so we want to create consistency so our volunteers know what to expect. Um, and so part of that is through preparation. Um, but there are always going to be things that go wrong, right? I can remember, I think it was March 23rd. I may have the date wrong, but I remember, uh, on a Thursday, our, this is of 2020, our team, uh, collective team sat down, uh, with all of the staff on our church. And we said, Hey, the, the pandemic is getting to a point where, um, where things need to change and we're not inviting people to gather together this weekend. Um, this happened on a Thursday or rehearsals at that time were on a Wednesday. And so we were, we were pretty much prepared for a gathering with people in the room. Um, and then everything changed. And I think, um, my obviously not favorite part, and there's not much to be like excited about sure. about a day like that. But the fact that we had done anything and everything we could have at that point to prepare, uh, for what our gathering would have looked like allowed us to have the time to be flexible and go, cool, we need to change direction. Let's figure out how to do this. And <laughs> let's figure out how to do it incredibly quickly. Uh, because Thursday is usually our last work day. We got to figure out how to make this happen. And our team was able to, to kind of completely pivot and change directions as far as what we were going to be doing that, that gathering uh, on that Sunday. And so uh, that's something that I value. And I think that our team values for sure. As we look at 
at the way that we prepare for things. We prepare, obviously, hoping that things are going to remain consistent because that's the best case scenario. Uh, but we really prepare knowing that if we've prepared well for the things that we've planned on and things need to change, the spirit leads in a direction and we feel like we need to change songs uh, or uh, a moment ends differently than we thought. If we already knew what was happening and we're not worried about, uh-oh, we had X, Y, and Z we still haven't fixed, then we have the bandwidth to be able to go, cool, yeah, we can attack that. We can mm-hmm. figure out how to make that happen. Um, and, and that amount of flexibility, I think is something that, that our team collectively, not just our, our production team, but our church values the ability to be flexible and we can serve in that way. Well, in today's world, if you're not flexible, uh, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, I just don't enjoy being flexible, uh, then being in live production is probably going to be pretty difficult because it, it really has to be like, there are things that happen in this world. Like I remember a couple of weeks ago um, after or before recording this podcast um, was the event around the Capitol building mm-hmm. uh, that was quite literally just insane. And that, that's not the point of this conversation, obviously. But leading into that Sunday, we wanted to make some pivots in how content mm-hmm. was happening. Our pastor wanted to lead through a time of, of addressing that and talking about that and leading our church in a way in that. And even in like those little things mm-hmm. of, of like, it, that wasn't a gathering revamp. We weren't, we didn't move a song. We didn't do anything, you know, crazy, but we as a team wanted to be flexible in that moment. So yeah. I think a big thing that comes up to me in this conversation is communication. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've never met somebody that comes from a team that says we're perfect at communication. Nope. I, I just, yeah. I just haven't. I don't think anybody, I don't think you ever arrive no. at a perfect place of communication, but if you th- have, will you let us know? Yeah, please, yeah, please, please, please. Um, I'll give you my cell number and you just shoot me a text and tell me what you did. But, uh, I really do believe our, our team has grown in its ability to communicate really because what we started to talk about a little bit is like, if you've got information, give it away, mm-hmm. like just give it away. Even if you don't think they need it, send it anyway. Matt, you did this the other day in a Slack channel about the movement of some lead positions on our stage. You sent it to our entire Sunday team. Mm-hmm. There, there's a graphic designer on that Slack, that Slack thread. You're not trying to blow him up, but nope. it, it may be helpful to him mm-hmm. when he's thinking about laying out name slides for somebody. Yeah. Like you, but you automatically mm-hmm. don't always think that way. So it's like, if I can over-communicate, mm-hmm. that's going to help us be prepared. And then another thing that I've thought about a lot in this is like, where is the where can we get questions answered? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes on Sunday or at rehearsal, a worship leader walk in and go, hey, where am I at? Like, that's a, com- that's a common thing, yeah. right? Like, they, they didn't see the stage layout backstage because, you know, however they came in or, or whatever the thing might be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, there's nobody in the room that knows the answer to the question. And my thing is like, one, can we always be ready with people's questions, especially our worship leaders? Can we anticipate what questions mm-hmm. might be? Right. But also, can we run our team in a way that a decision can be made one person away from the question. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to wait on me as a leader on the team to decide where this person needs to land. Like, for sure. You two have the full authority to do that. And then you can extend that authority to some of the leaders on your teams and yeah. continue to pass that down. So, talk about that just for a few minutes, like how we communicate and how we make decisions. Cause I think that that's a helpful thing for people to understand. Jake, you wanna take that one? Yeah, you can, you can start on Al. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would consider um, 
we, like Carson said, over communicate in a lot of different places. And part of that means overlapping. And so uh, we have two documents that we create in addition to some of the other ones we've already talked about uh, every week that have overlapping information. Uh, and so one of those, I know we're talking mostly about audio today, but is a lighting document that kind of dictates a lot of what we're doing. So people have an idea of where we're going, uh, what color songs are going to look like, where people are at lead position wise. Um, and then something Jacob makes every week is our stage layout. It's going to dictate who is where physically on the stage. And that's uploaded into planning center. Side note, if you don't use planning center, please do. It's incredible. Um, and so our band has the ability to see where they're physically going to be on stage. Um, but if for some reason they've missed that in planning center and they walk in the room and none of our, our audio staff is there, maybe they're looking at an issue in the patch bay or they're up at broadcast or something like that. And the only person in the room is our lighting person. They've also got that information because they're key lighting that person. Um, and those are things that are also sent digitally to our whole staff team and our whole Sunday team, uh, which allows our interns and really anybody on our team to be able to see and know the information that may need to be uh, distributed in a moment. And so um, I know that we have talked a little bit. Carson, I think, mentioned uh, Slack channels earlier. I've mentioned Planning Center. Um, Basecamp is another tool that we've mm -hmm. used. Jake, do you want to talk a little bit about those um, and how our team uses them both at the staff level and down through uh, interns, volunteers, cross-campus, all that good yeah. stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So we use uh, kind of a work workspace messenger uh, called Slack. Uh, which is incredible. We use it staff-wide. Um, and then we have another workspace, uh, which manages all of our kind of... Yeah, we have like four workspaces. Yeah. But we we do have that workspace that's for the campuses, too. That's been a, yeah. that's been a really helpful thing. Yeah, that's for, for our us. campus broadcast. Um, and then we have our weekday staff uh, workspace. Um, and so it's a great tool to just kind of pump out information, especially when it's a, it's a busy season. We're not all seeing each other. You know, we're not hanging out all together at the same time. Um, so that's a good way to kind of communicate, uh, especially during services and stuff. Uh, and then we use another uh, software called Basecamp, uh, which is a project management software. Uh, and this is incredible because you can use it to upload documents and kind of tag team on projects and stuff uh, without having to necessarily have like meetings and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, a big part of Basecamp that's helped us a lot, especially in the troubleshooting world and just moving things to action item, yeah. is the Sunday feedback. Mm -hmm. We Our team answers a question every Sunday night. At, it goes out at like 5.30, yeah. 6 o'clock of like, hey, what went well today? What can we celebrate? Mm -hmm. What can we rally around this week? But also, what didn't go well? Right. And then a person on our team takes all of that and imports it into a to-do list Sarah is amazing. Yeah. She goes in and finds all of those things and literally just tags us in a to-do. Yep. So yep. then it's waiting on us Monday morning when we walk into work, we've got our list of things that we've got to get after. Yeah. Uh, so that turned a little bit more operational, mm -hmm. but I think the mm -hmm. two are connected. For sure, because yeah. if we're going to prepare well backline, like if we're going to do backline well, we're going to mm -hmm. have that organized well. We could probably do an entire episode on patching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if we're going to do backline well, it really starts talking about how we communicate. Mm -hmm. The final thing that I would make a big point about is we, do, we use radios, mm -hmm. and that seems like an obvious thing to anybody who's listening that's on a bigger production team or has ever been on tour. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an obvious thing for us for a long time. Uh, we would rely on you know, Slack messages or even just text messages on Sunday to communicate if we were off comm. And then what was it? I guess a year ago, year and a half ago, we made the, the clear switch of like, no, on a gathering day, every single person on our staff 
every single person on our intern team and every leader on our team is on radio. It was a big investment to yep. get good quality radios for everybody. But I think single-handedly, it's night and day. Yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's something that we learned uh, back pre-COVID. We had tours who would stop uh, and use our facility, and we noticed that every single tour that came in, all of their key leaders were on radio. Uh, and so it's something we picked up. We tried it at camp one year, um, and sweet mother of pearl, it made communication incredibly easy. All the way down to the drive to camp, we had radios on, and we were communicating, oh. hey, I'm driving a trailer, and traffic's bad. Can you block for me? Um, and it's, I think we had to take away a couple of interns radios that (laughs) summer, I think, but it's paid off tenfold, like prioritizing the things that will allow you to do things well. I I know Carson, you said this started as backline and it turned into kind of like tactical communication things. But I I would say the reason that we have found some success in creating consistency and backline is because we've created consistency in the way that we communicate. Like almost everything that we do builds off of communication. Um, and backline is one of those things that it's pretty simple and it's documented well. And all of that relies on, on how we've structured our team's communication to one another. Well, and that takes an investment. Mm-hmm. Like our, our decision, even thinking about the radios, like that took a financial investment. Mm-hmm. Sure. But to have the layer of clarity around our backline processes or processes, I guess would be the Ooh. better way to say that, uh, that takes an investment. Because that's Jacob's time every week, making those documents. That's Dylan's time at student ministry events, documenting all that information. And some would say, well, that just seems like a lot of paperwork. But when you have a question and it answers the question immediately, that's valuable paperwork. Absolutely. Go ahead. And I think think it's crucial, too, especially because for us right now, we're in a season where all of our ministries, with the exception of our um, addictions ministry. Yeah, refuge. Yeah. I feel like they are all operating in our auditorium. And so uh, with the amount of gatherings that are happening in the week, it, w- it's crucial for us to nail down the details and provide clarity or else. It's, That's such a solid point. It's going to get confusing quick. Yeah, because our, our rehearsals sometimes overlap. And so we'll have a rehearsal for our upcoming Sunday on a Monday. But between that rehearsal and that gathering, there are at least two other events in the room. And yeah. if things like backline are organized and show files aren't organized and people aren't paying attention to what they're saving over, if we're not backing up things properly, we end up losing data that is honestly going to cost our team time mm-hmm. down, yeah. the, down the long run. And if, let's say, all of a sudden something does change and we need to be flexible again, we're no longer prepared. And we may not right. have the bandwidth to go, yeah, we can, we can listen and we can try to change. I yeah. love that point. Yeah. It's so good. It seems like a lot of paperwork, but it the, it's so worth it uh, when you can walk right in and you you know like you said your answers or your questions get answered and there's clarity to to everything. So yeah, I mean even and we'll let this be it, but even where where our producer has a book that you print out for them every week, we didn't we didn't even cover this in the beginning. Okay. Uh, a three ring binder with every lyric sheet for every song that we're about to do. Mm-hmm. So the minute you see something on screen, is that spelled right? Is that worded right? Is that, they just sang the, they sang a different word than the screen said. Who's, who's right? right. You, you have that answer in front of you that you can help lead them in. Mm-hmm. Little things like that are what I think has helped our, our team pick up a lot mm-hmm. of momentum and a lot of trust. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it allows for your questions to be rooted in, in fact. Because sure. you've got something sitting in front of you of like, we plan for it to be this way. If we got to make a change, we're definitely going to make the change. Yeah. Right. But we know where we were, what we were planning for. We know what the original bullseye was. And it allows our team 
not our staff team, but our interns and our volunteers to take ownership because they have the data. Context is number two in my strength finders. And so having data and understanding the, the data around an event or a decision honestly allows people to own it better. Uh, at least it allows me the way I'm wired to own things better, understanding the context around something. And so if we can give that context to our people consistently, it allows them to better own the the role that they're in, yeah. own their part on our team, on our team's culture shaping, like all of that. It allows them to move forward without having to run and ask one of us, hey, is this right? Because chances are, if you bring somebody at a staff level into something, we're going to have to jump in and help. And that sometimes can steal an opportunity for someone to own what they're doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And providing that data consistently allows people to consistently own something without feeling like, oh, I might need some additional validation, right? They have learned to trust what we've given them. And in turn, we can take our hands off the steering wheel and go, no, nah, y'all got this. This is yours. Yeah. yeah, we can focus on something else, which is is really, really valuable. Uh, so just giving some practical takeaways to land our time together. One is if you're on our team and you've heard this conversation and you go, uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> I've not seen some of these documents, and I feel like they would be really helpful. Uh, reach out to us, and we'd love to have a conversation and show you more about them, teach mm-hmm. you what our intentionality behind them all is. And then if you're listening from another team or another church and you go, I feel like getting some of these documents in play would be helpful to us, um, or just getting a better system at getting clarity around the things that are going on in your environment, I would just recommend you ask the question, what was the most recent question that came up from a worship leader or from a communicator that you had to go find an answer to? Mm-hmm. And then process, what does it look like to put in a process to make sure that answer always has a question, yeah. or, or that question always has an answer leading into it, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to be prepared. Remember, it's just like the Boy Scout motto, like, how can we be prepared mm-hmm. for whatever's coming at us? Yeah. Uh, so uh, do y'all have anything else before we wrap up today? No, I mean, I think if you if you have interest in seeing the way that we've laid out any of these documents, obviously, like we, we've reiterated a few times, we don't have it all figured out, and sometimes these are living documents. They're getting tweaks. They're getting updates as our systems change. But if you go, hey, I want to see how y'all lay that out. Maybe you already have a document that you're using and you just want a little more of an idea on, hey, how's somebody else using it? We would love to share those to you. Just reach out to us. We would love to collaborate um, and help you out and honestly in turn get to learn, hey, how are you and your church and your ministry approaching yeah. keeping data organized for your mm-hmm. team? Yeah, we'll send you everything that we have. Like, Absolutely. Just hit contact us on the website, reach out to us. We love relationship. We love getting to know people. Reach out to us and we will... We'll send you our entire folder, and you can put your name on it and act like it's yours, and we do <laughs> yeah. not care. If it yeah. helps you, it it helps us because we want to help teams win, and we want to – like sure. one thing that we say when it connects to our mission, we want to lead healthy and high-capacity teams. And the only way that we're going to do that is if we give them the clarity to own things to the fullest extent. For sure. So uh, thank you for listening today. I hope this conversation helped you. I hope it encouraged you, and I really hope that it inspired you in wherever you are and the journey that you're on. Uh, We hope to continue to connect with you in future episodes. We're really excited for some ideas that we have, getting our interns on the podcast, hopefully in the next couple weeks and having a conversation. So stay tuned for that and we'll see you soon.